Hello, kia ora, and welcome to Purpose Fueled Performance with me, your host, Tim Jones, the Grow Good Guy. Three, two, one. I think we're live. Hey. Um, so, kia ora, welcome back to uh, PFP TV, episode three. Look at that. We're all into alliteration and rhyming and stuff today. And uh, with me today, I have Luke Faccini from The Sponge. Hey, Luke, how hey, is man. it going? Yeah, really good. Beautiful day. Perfect start to the week. It's all, it's always a beautiful day in Australia, though, surely. That's what your, particularly now as, as our trans-Tasman bubble is about to be opened, I, I imagine we're going to be bombarded. You're, you're clearly a mole for the uh, Queensland Tourist Board where you're, it's, it's actually <laughs> torrential rain and there's spiders 10 foot tall that are going to kill me at any second. But hey, let's not talk about that. Come to Australia. It will be great. <laughs> And there's there's big spiders, but you know they're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <clears throat> um, so who are you? What do you do? Let's let's get straight to uh, straight into it. Yeah, what's what's Luke all about? What's the sponge all about? What are you what are you doing, man? Oh uh, yeah, so uh, my name's Luke. I run a branding agency called The Sponge that uh, exists to help good businesses become better brands. Basically, we help businesses rebrand with purpose and. Um, that involves talking about impact, something I'm passionate about, authentic, world-changing impact through business. I think you know, that's what's expected of the market at the moment. So I love those moments, those aha moments with business owners where they see that they can actually be that good human that they are in their personal life through their business, and it's good for business. So... That's really that's what 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 insanity are you talking? That's just you know, <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. I got sent um Carl Davidson, who I interviewed last week. He sent me through um, a picture earlier on, and I, I dared him to post it on LinkedIn, and he said, "No, I dare you to post it." So I will post it at a, at a later point. Um, but it's 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 um it's called Savage Chickens is the cartoon, and this chicken's reading a book called The Secrets of Business Success. And he, he's and then it flips to the next uh, sort of cartoon bit, and it's got chapter two: be a narcissistic wanker. <laughs> <laughs> so, hat tip to Carl for that one. I'll post it as a separate post on LinkedIn, uh, maybe later on today, if not tomorrow. Mm. But um, for me, that like almost the entirety of my corporate career, it just seemed to be that most of the people running the show were narcissistic wankers who just cared about making money. So. Ha- like what's what was your experience? Because because you, you you transitioned like myself from kind of the business as usual world to this impact purpose driven world. So how did that happen for you? So the narcissist wanker that I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I you? Started, I, well, I started the sponge in two thousand two thousand and one. Um, for the purpose that I wanted an agency and because I, I came from kind of uh, illicit off, you know, out there partying kind of world because I came from a broken home. So I was out of home at 16. So I was good at being bad. And I thought an agency would enable me to use my skills to continue partying and make money <laughs> and um, nice. have fun. Right. So that was, that was who I was at the time and it worked. It was, it was, we would work for anyone, um, help them sell more of their shit, regardless of what it was, um, with no real 
goal other than do awesome work, make lots of money and party. Yeah. Don't build y'all. That's yeah, what it's all exactly, about. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I was that. That was what I thought business was about because I never really stopped to think about the true cost of things, supply chain, hmm. um, who was getting exploited in order to do that, what happens to the things that we're helping to sell, like what is the full life cycle of that product? What's you the know? impact? What's yeah. the purpose? I was just exactly. um, <clears throat> following, there was a comment on a Facebook uh, or someone put on Facebook that, you know, if, if it doesn't exist, go make it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, on, on you know, top level sounds great, but a, a, an expression I love to use is just because you can doesn't mean you should. And mm. someone then posted a picture beneath my comment of someone wearing Crocs um, mittens. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, the world doesn't need that. But um, no. so, so you touched on a couple of interesting things there because I think we, we've both had a similar transition from where it's, you know, you're kind of thrown into this world of business where it's about just make money, make money, make money. And then suddenly something happens. But um, mm. so yeah, maybe we'll go there first. Like what was, was there one defining moment where you were like, okay, this is just insane. I'm out. Or was it more of a longer burn sort of like a few things popped up that made you start to question? Oh, they'll, they'll, well, uh lots of things happened over the two decades i've been in this business i still have the sponge same company different uh agenda there there was a very kind of catalyst moment and i mean i was i was evolving as a human i was evolving with consciousness i was doing work like it doesn't happen overnight it doesn't happen without intention I found myself sitting on a couch one summer day, flicking through Netflix. Uh, it was a Saturday morning. I remember it was breeze was coming in through the open window in my villa in Concord and just like looking for something to occupy my time. I hit play on this documentary because it looked all right. And um, before it was done, I was done. It was called The True Cost. And it, if you haven't seen it, it's fast fashion expose. So it talks about the the exploitation of emerging markets, the building collapses in Bangladesh where 1200, over 1,200 people were killed, 2,500 people were injured. And why? These senseless deaths, the devastation, the ecosystems, like just destruction because of ignorance and greed. And, yeah, I was sitting there with tears streaming down my face wow. and before this thing was finished, I was like, I'm a fucking hypocrite. I'm sitting here in... You know Ralph Lauren, which I doubt was, and you know expensive watches, expensive clothes, not even thinking about how they were made, and the exploitation because it's at a distance, right? It's a race to the bottom for cost, and I decided then that I could no longer work for brands that were about profit at all costs, and that set me on a journey. I fired a bunch of clients, imploded my business, and started again with the intention that I would only work with brands with positive impact. And um, yeah, that was 20, beginning of 2016. So yeah, it's been a little while now. Um, it has, yeah, say, 2021, yeah, keep forgetting. <laughs> I have to say that uh, that commitment at that time, um, it's not like it was now where the appetite for mm. impact and purpose is is there when i was watching tumbleweeds roll by and my business kind of 
flailing so yeah i totally hear you on that one because i was i was about a similar time really i was um late 2015 um well actually no, i've had my purpose epiphany earlier than that it was kind of 20 late 2012 uh well 2012 so we had the earthquakes here in, in christchurch 2010 2011 so massive kind of near-death experience collectively for a city i think a lot of people had a bit of a, a wake-up call as to like what am i doing why am I doing the job that I'm doing and all that kind of stuff? And then um, we had our daughter born, was born in 2012. So that was another kind of big event, I think, for for any human is, you know, well, you're now a parent, um, you know, have at it. Good luck. Um, but 2015, late 2015, I got made redundant. And that was really um, the moment for me when um, I uh, was at a crossroads where I could think about having a go at running my own business <clears throat> um, or stay in the loop and try and get another job. And um, I just thought, well, I need, I need to give this a go. And it was the same. I, I called it the purpose desert. You know, I was kind of like, hello, is there anybody there? Does anybody want some purpose? And it was just nothing. And it's like, shit. <laughs> was that but, um, a good decision? <laughs> well, this this is the thing. I, I, um, I mean, I think you're in a good place right now. I th um, the the growth, and we'll, we'll get on to the whole B Corporation thing uh, in a minute, I'm, I'm not, no doubt. Um, the, the rise of interest in B Corp and purpose just in 2021 so far. And I think COVID has been another shaping factor in people spending some time at home going, why do I go to this office um, or, or the office I have been going to, to hang out with people I can barely tolerate to do a job that I really don't like to help other people who I don't really align with earn more money. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it, I totally hear you. It was like a desert of purpose, but <clears throat> I don't know what it was like for you, but for me on the inside, I just knew that I was a hundred percent aligned with the truest version of me at the time. And it was, uh, there was nothing else I could do. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know what it was like for you. Yeah, it, it is. And I call that, um, moment, my purpose moment. And, um, <clears throat> from there we did actually address our purpose for the organization and our, and our values and everything felt right. And I, I say that um, I say that other people, when you do this, you will get tested. Right? The the universe or God or whatever um, label you want to put on it, test good. Right? How much do you want this? So it just tests your resolve. So I had some serious tests. Um, but yeah, it's when you know, you know, and it and it mm. feels good. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's. <sighs> I think, I mean, we, well, I'd suggest we were purpose pioneers in this region. I look back 2015, 2016, we, we were not even at 10 B corporations in New Zealand. And the first, I think I was B Corp number eight, I think. Um, the, the ones prior to that had been relatively small businesses who were doing it because it was the right thing to do. Um, and they, it was almost like a seal of approval of the good that they were already doing. Whereas I think the movement now globally is at a point where it is edging into, Hey, this is an advantage we need to think about from, you know, recruitment from a marketing perspective, from a market perspective and so on and so forth. So <clears throat> not, not to say that those aren't right or wrong reasons to, to get involved in the movement, but I definitely feel that, there was an element of an act of faith in jumping on this purpose thing when it was really an outlier concept um, at the time. But I, I don't think, could you imagine, 
with what you then knew, and this is what, for me, this is what I call like the authenticity gap. So there's this kind of version of you who you have been versus the version of you that you want to be. Could you imagine, like, could, would you, like, if you had taken work from really bad companies that you really hated, how would that have affected you? Uh, <clears throat> I have refused. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, and that, that's what I mean. The test is that, yeah. um, where my my decision was to only work with business that had positive intent. And early on, that conversation, the way I approached it was probably a little harsh um, that I wasn't allowing the influence for those to to inspire those organizations, which is how I take it now is everyone is on um, on a journey and um, all that all you need is that like that light there, the intention and then you can move them. Mm. Whereas if it's like you're either good or bad, which is where I was, uh, you're mm. either an angel or a demon and you know, be gone demon you know uh, <laughs> and that, that, that was that was not the right way to do it but it yeah there was some serious opportunities that i said no to and mm. because of how it felt like uh yeah in my heart it wasn't aligned with where we were going mm. uh, i have to say something though is that there were plenty of businesses that were already in the purpose space um pioneering and, and leading and um, doing the work and my my hat goes off to those like mm. I, I'm I, I feel like even even though the groundswell and the popularity of of the movement and the appetite for it is great now back then like even years before um, you know the conscious capitalism movement yep. in Australia New Zealand that was fairly strong I mean it I think it peaked earlier than 2015 yep. so, um, even though it hasn't got the same energy that it once did uh, mm. and there were when i went when i got certified i must have been around um i must have been around 210 or something 200 at least because when i went to that b corp leadership development day in 2017 so 2016 um 2017 there was 221 b corps in australia and new zealand nice. so there were plenty of businesses doing it well it's just that it wasn't it wasn't mainstream and yep. I can imagine, like, if, if I, well, I just can imagine how difficult it was for them to have those conversations because it was difficult for us, right, at, at that like, totally. a, a degree of latecomerness, right? I'm not yep. discounting anyone. Everyone's got a journey, and you and the right time is always the time that you start. Exactly that. On, right? Yeah, because, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of... B Corp definitely got um, cemented for me through um, Kate Billing and Paul Leacock, who run um, Blacksmith, who were they certified just prior to me. And I got introduced to them a couple of years, I think, before they certified because of the conscious capitalism movement. Because mm. when I had my kind of um, uh, moment, my purpose moment, um, for me, it was very much um, what else is out there. It just seems to be the way we're kind of running the show doesn't really work for me, doesn't really work for the people in the business. It's not really working for the planet, not really working for community. What else is there? And conscious capitalism was definitely the one of the first things that I stumbled across. So that's how I yeah, got introduced to Kate and Paul. And then they kind of, um, yeah, they were pretty involved, I believe, uh, in the community of that here in, in, in Australia. But it's, it's interesting what you said. I, I was exactly the same. I, had, I, I refer to it as my kind of hard Brexit from the corporate world. It was very, very defined. Big evil bastards ink over here business for good over here 
you, you know, it's kind of like that Full Metal Jacket scene where he's got, you know, where he's talking to Joker and he's got the um, the, the pace badge. He's like, whose side are you on, son? Are you with them or are you with us? Are you in for the big push? And it was like, that's that's how I kind of felt. It was like, it's really obvious. You're either for this or you're against it. But it's way more nuanced than that. And I love what, what you're saying with people when, you know, it's a spectrum, it's a journey. And when you're ready for the journey, you're ready. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did B Corporation pop up for you? What part of the journey did? Um... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, so I was quite polarized and I, I um, was working either with you know, angels or, um, <laughs> and I thought that that's kind of ignorant in that, like I'm not solving the problem, which was the big bad business. Um, how do you put them in their place? So I started building an app, which was the social sentiment of brands. Like it was called Brandlight. I got it to prototype level, had some investors. And then my wise wife at the time said, you need to focus all your energy on um, stabilizing the sponge rather than going off on this tangent with that. So um, that got backburned. Anyway, it was in that process because it was like tinder for social like brands whether they're good or bad or you can bad or you could swipe up and rate them on <laughs> scales right so people right. planet you know yeah that kind of thing and um in that process i reached out to everyone that i could around the world top professors at different schools universities to help make this thing work and i was also reaching out to authors so um one author said to me, looks like you're building a rating system. Have you seen B-Labs? And remember, yeah. I'm super polarized at the time there. And mm. um, when I jumped on the B-Lab website, I saw Ben and Jerry's there. And I kind of like the the angel demon thing kicked in. It's like, you're selling, um, you're peddling sugar through uh, ice cream and you're owned by Unilever. How can you be a good business? Mm. So the polarized me said, this is not right. I've got to change this, but I can't change it from the outside. So I started certification in order to get in and change the B Corp certification. Interesting. So it was a spite driver, but then <laughs> in the process um, of I started my certification, then I went to an event in Sydney and I met a couple of B Corps there, one in particular, and he was the most level-headed, um, impactful guy that I've met. And we're, we're good friends now. Ben Pekatich, hey, mate, how are you? Um, and uh, he, like, the conversation I had with him calmed me down and made me realise there's a spectrum here and that, um, you know, that's that journey from dark to light. As long as there's intent, I'm, I will help somebody move that way. And I know that um, B Corps that are, are big and potentially less impactful than some of the smaller, deeperly impactful organisations, they have their role because if you're picking up a product and you're seeing the B badge, the fact, the fact <coughs> is that B Labs is a not-for-profit and it has does not have the resources to do a, an education campaign. Mm. So we need big companies to be talking about B Corp yeah. or at least displaying it so that people... Uh, their curiosity is peaked and they can explore it and it, it it just opens that field up which is what we're seeing now with the bigger organizations that are b corp certifying and people are going what's that like you go into catman yep. and you see it on their on their wall projected it's like cool how many people are seeing that and going, i didn't know what exactly. that was with that i can 
build my business around that model. I can do something impactful. So, yeah, I started out of spite and <laughs> then I tried and I went, holy shit, you are the average and you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Jim Rohn says that. And yeah, yeah. I want to be more awesome. When I went to this Big Hope Leadership Development Day in Sydney, it was it was ridiculous. Everybody I bumped into at this um, conference was doing something phenomenal with their business, not just cool, but like world changing. And mm-hmm. so this is my tribe. How do I be? How do I be amongst this? And I made a commitment then to. Um, get to know everyone in the big Corp community in Australia and New Zealand. There's only 221. That was the way I remember that number. I was like, yeah, I speak to 10 people a week. It'll only take me 20, um, 22 weeks to, <laughs> to to get to know and befriend everyone. That reality of that was didn't work out like that way. But, um, <laughs> but the intent was there. Yeah. And, and that, well, that opened up some things. We tried to get the, the drink, the well, the monthly B Corp drinks going in Sydney, but the time wasn't right for that. Then I moved to Brisbane and we did something a little different. And by that, you mean the bar into Bundy? Started as bar into Bundy, yes. And now, and now, now it's the, the now good, it's north. good north, good north, nice. yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. That was with your uh, partner in crime, uh, Tim, Tim, number one of purpose and B Corp, uh, Tim Timothy O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah, so he was, he was one of the people that um, that I reached out to, one of the B Corps, and we had a couple of Zooms. And, you know, he, he's an awesome guy, very open and collaborative, very much the ideal of what a B Corp is and is about. And, um, yeah, we got on well. And when, when I decided I was going to move up here, I gave him a call and said, I'm coming up. We're going to blow this fucking thing up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to blow the bloody doors off. Excuse, excuse my language. Um, yeah. I think I think we're pretty safe on. And I think we're pretty safe on LinkedIn. We had a we had a couple of um, we we tested bullshit last time, and we seemingly the videos haven't been uh, <laughs> removed. So let's go with it. Yeah, I, I'm going to limit my expletives, but that was one because it was a, a catalyst <laughs> moment. So we got together here, and the whole the whole idea was that we were. We were going to run some road shows through the Northern Rivers area and 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 do some things to help build awareness of of the B Corp movement because it's the best kept secret. You would have known. It's like, yeah, you haven't heard of it. I did a I did a um a brand a guest lecture at a brand management um in a brand management class at a school of business in QUT here in Brisbane and. Uh, you know, a full room of, of young people learning about brand and brand management and business. And I put a B Corp logo up on the screen and said, who here knows what this is? Who's seen it? Not one hand went up. Mm. Not one. This is What year was the, this? Last year. Last year. Oh, wow. Last year. Like, we, like this is not, this is recent, right? So this is like, mm. I'm, I'm sort of skipping to this because it's so important in that, um, there is not an awareness of it. So part of the role of a B Corp is to be an ambassador for B Corp so that people become aware of it. Anyway, that's what I feel about yeah. it. But <clears throat> the purpose of Good North was to um, provide that space for B Corps to come together and collaborate. It originally started as that, as Byron and Bunny, but we realised pretty quickly that you can't, market to gold medalists you can't market you know 
sportswear to gold medalists. It doesn't work. Like they already know. So how do you how do you open it up? And we did. We decided to make that. It's anyone that's purpose curious is welcome because that's that journey, right? So everyone comes yep. in at a different stage. They might not even know what purpose is, but have a feel that there's something that they're lacking in their business or their life. That if they're surrounded by that, like if they experience what I experienced in that um, conference in Sydney, then it'll help them accelerate on their journey. So Good North is about putting on events to help people connect. Firstly, at a deeper level, not just like I'm at a networking event, business card. <laughs> right? yeah. it's, it's like how do we create that profound connection and, and really connect on a deeper level? What is it that we're passionate about? So we ask that yeah. question. And we put it on the the um, the name tags is what are you passionate about? What is it that fires you up? Nice, right? And and those are the that's the talking point. Just get people connect on that level, um, and then how do we foster collaboration? Because you know if we're all sitting there reinventing the wheel to solve the same problem, yes, we never solve the problem. So yeah, so that's what Good North is. It's about good people getting together, purpose led and purpose curious to change the world. Nice, so much goodness in that because of the, you, you're totally right. It's um, I can't I call it the purpose horizon. You know, you, you can only see so far into purpose based on where you're currently at. But when you're sitting next to someone who is doing stuff that you've not even imagined is possible with a purpose lens, mm. that pulls everyone into a new space. Um, mm. how's it been keeping the good north going under COVID restrictions? Yeah. <laughs> we, we 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 started 2020 with um 17 events on the calendar so oh, wow. byron bay brisbane gold coast and sunshine coast there was one every quarter um we got the first two done and then covid cancelled everything yeah. and that forces we were doing in-person speed networking events which was fun so we moved that model online and opened the doors up so we had people jumping on our speed networking for good events that um before resume fatigue kind of made that like yeah not so um you know put some that uh, took the the luster off it but uh we had people tuning in from all over the world for those so it was it was so much fun and we did plenty of them maybe 20 i don't know so they were happening quite frequently nice. yeah I think I jumped in on a couple of those, <clears throat> met some interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've back to um, some in-person events. We've got one coming up next week in Brisbane, which is uh, not next week, the 21st. Is that? No, yep. that's, that's I think it could be. It's not far away. Yes, it's my daughter's birthday, far. so I should know when it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that it is like a, um, a guided um mission-led collaboration. So it is, we want to help people explore their SDGs and learn how to work together to solve, solve some problems, come up with some cool ideas. Uh, it's an in-person event in Brisbane, which will be fun. So nice. these, yeah, there's just, a, there's that electricity that you can't really um, replicate online. I totally, guess. I think it's that vibe, but there is just something about um, people who are on purpose it, it is almost well i think it is a drug it's the people who are fully living a life of purpose and contribution and meaning who are even you know there's guys like you um timothy o'brien um there's a whole lot of people that i know that you're so like your purpose is so dialed in or it's, or it's 
as dialed in as it can be for you right now, I guess, because purpose is a constant journey. But yeah, when you meet those people, like you can't, if only we could bottle that and distribute that <laughs> globally, because what's that cheesy song? Is it Boston more than a feeling? It is, it is more than a feeling, you know, it's like, it's, and this, this is, I think this is, well, historically, this has been a challenge for me when you're trying to, you know, do purpose coaching, purpose training and explain to people what this really intangible thing is that is mm. kind of a feeling but it also involves a bit of faith a leap into the unknown um there's so, so much around it. It, it i struggled for probably three or four years to really like how do you communicate and, and i and i think you can't well maybe you're gonna tell me because you're the wordsmith you're the expert but i think you do need that in-person connection for people to really get a sense of what they could step into on a what purpose you level you can just buy the purpose expert <laughs> <laughs> One drop every day, and you are on fire. <laughs> no, you're right. There is there, <laughs> there is a contagion to the to the energy. We mm. say that at these events, the air is electric because yeah. it is a frequency. Right? When people are yeah yeah free, like they're they're you know yeah. like, like I, I feel it with you. It's like there's a vibe, and it's it's just. It's the vibe of it. Like Castle, it's real though. Like it is, it's a yep. feeling. People come out of it electrified because we're yep. operating at a different frequency, a higher mm. level. Totally agree. What's the guy's name? Um, he's. I think it's, He's. he was a Dr. Hawkins. I think I'm pretty sure, but it's not Stephen Hawkins. Have you seen, oh. it's like the, the yeah, the energy level um, sort of by color of energy. And it starts okay. like... Um, I, I need i've just been immersed in the joe rogan podcast for the last few days and I, I i need a jamie hey jamie can you bring that up it's like <laughs> <laughs> if he's available i don't know if, you, if you're not doing anything on mondays or fridays if you could yeah there's um it's 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 all about the <laughs> the energy sort of level that you're operating in as a human and at the lower levels it's kind of all about fear and shame um and hate um and then at the higher levels um like the, the top level which is like the purple level is sort of buddhist monk transcendence um probably only 0.001 percent of humanity has ever actually got there and it's mm. like a scale of I'll, I'll find a link and put it in the show notes and if you can put a link yeah. to the to your brisbane event as well um yeah. there's got to be something in that eh? you know like yeah yeah well i think yeah. there is yeah uh, good things feel good <laughs> yeah it's and it ought to right so like yeah the, um if we get the the reward for doing good we'll do more of it i think that's yeah um, there was a really cool study it's, it's just a shame that it was done in a coca-cola office i feel like it would have been nice if it had been done in you know your office maybe but it's a study from a few years ago in coca-cola and i think it was in madrid or barcelona and they asked um people in the office to do as many pro-social acts as they could or acts of kindness to their colleagues and so there was one group that, were, that knew that this was happening. Well, yeah, there was one group that knew it was happening. Half the group were the group who were being told that they had to do it. The other half were the recipients. But then there was a third group who didn't know that this experiment was happening. And what they found was the people who did the random acts of kindness felt happier and more engaged at work. But what they didn't um, expect to see was that the people who received them also felt happier and more engaged. But what they also noticed was that the third group picked up on the general vibe that things were just better. And I, I, mm. I use that as a, as a you know, it's, it's a study to prove that doing good is contagious. And mm. again, it's that kind of purpose horizon, or, or I sort of refer to it as pulling the thread on the sweater. When, you, when you're starting on that purpose journey and you start pulling the thread, it's like, 
uh oh hang on a minute suddenly there's no jumper left here and i'm quite naked and vulnerable and i should probably go and change some stuff in my life <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah honestly that's that's awesome um culture is key and it's about building that culture of um good yeah um yeah everyone's got the potential for it just we've got to get out of get out of our own get out of our own way there and yeah uh, i mean there's a certain level of safety in uh, and fear in that like mm -hmm. if we're working for the man or you know big business and you know we've got a mortgage you know, we've got these things that um we challenged we can't leave to go find a purposeful mm -hmm. job that's that's okay it's it's and that, that's even more reason why you need to be surrounded by people that are mm. purposeful because you'll be encouraged and you'll yep. find the opportunities and it'll, you'll get that replacement. You just need to be open yep. to it, be able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, well, it's, I think you're right. You know, people, um, I can't remember the name of the person who quoted this, but I'm sure someone will fact check it. And um, we only change when we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, you know, we kind of stick in potentially as Carl and I were talking about um, on the last episode, you know, bullshit jobs. You, the, the number of people based, you know, statistically from the, there's like Gallup polls and there's other polls where the vast majority of people are doing a job that they dislike, where they're not engaged. And in many cases, they see that the job is having a significantly negative effect on the world around them. Yet mm. they, they feel trapped in it. And, and I get it because there is an economic reality in the world that we currently currently inhabit that I've got employees maybe, or I've got to pay the bills, or I've got a mortgage, I've got a, you know, I've got a family I need to support, or I'm part of supporting the family. Um, yeah, and it's, it's hard. But I think as Carl and I were saying last week, um, the key is just to, sort of, and as you've said, you know, start where you are and, and start with what you can. But mm. as you kind of get pulled into that, um, the river of purpose, I guess, and, and you, you know, you get taken by the flow. It, it becomes inevitable where you see you can get to. Yeah, mm. yeah. Time just does fly, right? So you know, you yep. blink. Five years has passed. So if you got your head down working for BHP, you blink, and five years later, you you still be unsatisfied, but working with BHP, not yep. Like not trying to just stereotype that, but I was just thinking that. Um, there was somebody that messaged me one of the days early on with Byron Bundy is somebody that works at BHP is like, oh, for BHP, um, can I come to this? Mm. Like, if you're purpose curious, yes. yes. It doesn't matter what <laughs> your current role is. You might be in the most unconscious role, but you might be a conscious person that's struggling in that role. Mm. So, yeah, 100% come along because you're going to be surrounded by your people. Your consciousness is going to be expanded. You're... You will vibe the way that you are nature naturally and meant to vibe and be a good human, right? So mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, I think even more so now, just we need to help people wherever they are, and 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 it's, that's a that's a that's been a challenge for that's a challenge for me last year is that I've I've forgot that we're all on a journey, and it's like I'm I, I know I'm I'm somewhere on the purpose spectrum and mm. some people might see me further along than them and i was facilitating a speed networking event somebody was on there that had no idea what purpose was and mm. i i saw that with <clears throat> i saw somebody respond to that negatively i was like hang on a second what am i actually here for 
Like, what is the purpose of this if it's not to warmly welcome that person at that stage, at that level of awareness, and show them something they haven't seen before? Show them that, like, the potential, but in in a nice, like, non-confrontational kind of way, you know? So, yeah, it's really stewarding. Love it. Because it's, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I'm a member of this group called the Global Purpose Leaders, and we sort of stroke our metaphorical beards and smoke our metaphorical pipes and have wizards' gowns and stuff. And, and we, you know, we'll have a have a deep discussion on, you know, what is the soul? You know, we'll we'll have a we I think we had like a sixty or ninety minute um, Zoom call with a, with I don't know maybe fifteen of us all trying to work unpack what is the soul, and you kind of when you're at that level of trying to break down what is purpose and meaning and, and some of these like, you know, subclassifications of words and, and all the rest of it, um, you forget that some people have not really connected to the idea that there's more, there's more to life than just earning money. And so you, you do, but I, but I guess as the movement gets bigger and as we kind of each of us develop and grow and, and understand more of, what this thing is all about. I guess there's always there's always someone at, at a different part of the sort of the conveyor belt or the or the escalator, I suppose would be a better analogy because it's an upward trend in terms of consciousness and awareness. So it's 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 hard. It is hard at the minute, but I kind of hope that maybe this whole purpose thing gets e- the fact that you know you, you you're presenting I, I do some um lecturing at the local university here as well and it's it's real mixed. Like some groups are like purpose, B Corp, like whatever I, I just it's about making money whereas others are oh yeah i've heard about b corp yeah totally get it you know and it's like it's, it's almost a shock oh okay like there's some of you actually get this stuff already so uh, yeah i don't know it's um it's it's a pretty uncoordinated global movement of people generally trying to shift consciousness and awareness of doing more good and, and i guess it is going to be messy it's it's going to be siloed to a degree it's going to be there's going to be some yeah miss missteps taken on that journey but just keep going i suppose keep keep trying to find someone to to, to help you on that pathway mm. yeah i agree um yeah i was uh, at a, a thing a couple of weeks back and jay cohen gilbert was talking and yes he, it was interesting to see his uh, he's the founder of one of the co-founders of b corp b lab so he was saying uh and i'm gonna ruin it a little bit because <laughs> i'm not as articulate as he was in it you just that, need more whiskey that seemed to be the take home from his uh, talks quite possibly <laughs> yeah stroke the beard have a whiskey yeah this is water this is water not whiskey just so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's past midday at your time, so maybe could work <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and that um, the problem is that it's such a B Corp is such a an exclusive thing in that you it's so difficult to do, but the, we need it to be more inclusive, mm-hmm. right? which is um, <clears throat> his imperative twenty one. When he talked about that, is that it's the it's making the conversation or putting the, the methodology, the framework there so that any organization can adopt it and, and um, make that testament, make that commitment without having to go to that um, bare all kind of rigor of the B Corp certification. Mm-hmm. So it's making that conversation happen more, which is 
I guess it's the <clears throat> making it open, making making people aware of it. So yeah, it's it is an interesting dilemma. There is that we want people to be validated. We want people to be, mm. to be to go through that process and and really and do the work. But we also need people to understand and be accepting of it and make it easier for them to accept it. So that real challenge there. Some good old juggling. <clears throat> um, but I guess it's you know as we said earlier on this this is it's a new it's a new concept. Um, I guess you could argue that. You know, um, I don't know, however many thousands of years ago when we were sitting around as a little tribe somewhere or equally there were tribes sitting around somewhere now, undoubtedly not listening to this uh, live stream and probably better for it, um, but let's not go down that rabbit hole, um, who have that sense of connection and interdependence, um, you know, because we, we signed the term sheet of interdependence. We, we recognize that as a B corporation, you know, the actions that we have have actions on others and we're all connected and so on and so forth. Um it's, it's kind of like a deeply human idea, yet it seems so um, counterculture. It's, it's. Mm. I don't know. For me, I, I, I really dig on the whole like philosophy and, I guess to a degree, sociology, psychology of of why we are who we are and and how we've ended up where we are with clearly amazing things like we have you know a phone you put in your pocket and you can get the answer to everything that you ever wanted to know and you know you, you take that back even a hundred years and show that to a human and they'll just be like Poom. you know mm. i'm going to the doctor this afternoon you know hopefully he'll be able to cure me of any ails that i have whereas a hundred years ago he'd probably be like sorry mate <laughs> um, maybe have some whiskey and uh, crawl into a ball and you know good luck so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take ten leeches and come back to me next week. Um, yeah. So we live. We know. And, and this, I guess, I'm hopeful because we have so much at our disposal. You know, we, we've never been more connected. We've never had more knowledge. We've never had the ability to do so much. All we need to do is have a to begin with, like a ten percent tweak in mindset to make it, mm. which which is a mindset that we, I feel, are naturally attuned to. It's just mm. that it's it's kind of been knocked out of us. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. It so is, talk to me about it? your your personal development stuff. Because because you you introduced I, I I always feel like I'm pretty on the edge of personal development stuff, but then you've introduced me to like three new concepts over the last six months and just like, okay, yeah, Luke's nailing this. And what one <laughs> one of them was the whole hopper new. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you can spell it on your first go in the comments without Googling it, um, you get a high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> that was um Yeah, that was interesting. It, uh, it came to me a little unexpected. I was not really uh seeking religion or anything like that at the time or i was uh seeking consciousness and this thing came up it was uh i saw i got exposed to a book by dr hewlin and joe vitale so dr hewlin has a equally hard to pronounce surname um e haki lakula or something like that um, probably bastardize it and i'm sorry dr hewlin um <clears throat> in that he healed he took a job at a as a psychologist for a criminal insanity wing of a hospital uh, a hospital in a jail in hawaii and 
um, he cured all the inmates there without even meeting them and they end up closing the wing. And I was fascinated by that. And he used a process called Ho'oponopono, which is basically addressing the divine, which to me at the time was a good way of um, addressing source, creator, whatever you want to call it, because it didn't put a godhead on it. And it was um, four words, feeling into it and addressing the divine. Like, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Now, the concept there is that when you do that, there's no problem out there. It's only within. And if somebody brings a problem to you, it's just it's addressing that the problem is there. If you ever notice when there's a problem, you're around. Um, so the idea <laughs> is that you take that problem and then you submit it to the divine and ask for forgiveness and ask for it to be transmuted into light. And then you're free. The idea is that you're either operating out of shared memory because we're all connected by the superconscious or divine inspiration. And um, because it was Hawaiian and I thought, hey, this is cool, you know, like I can I can get behind this and give it a proper crack. And so I did it. I was doing this cleaning process when I'm walking, when I'm at home, when I'm doing nothing. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Any problems? And I was just dissolving it. And honestly, this was not too long before my purpose moments. This was kind of like a stepping stone into, on my journey of of um development and i was starting to feel lighter and cleaner i'd done a lot of bad things in the past i told you i was i ran with the wrong path i was good at being bad i'd done a lot of bad things so this was kind of lightening my soul right and it was opening me up for inspiration so running a creative agency um get a brief and i'd be cleaning and then i'd get these like knowings right like a package delivery. All right, we can stop. Here's the answer. And it was the answer. And it was the full solution. So it was package delivery, package delivery, package delivery, which was great. So I was feeling lighter as a human. I was feeling um, clearer. And I was addressing myself as being a conduit for creativity, right? So it's not really, I'm not getting these. I'm not coming up with these ideas. They're just dropping for me, which was mm -hmm. really cool. So that's how in, terms, in terms of your um, ability to create content and stuff, you, you're sort of feeling you had <clears throat> stuff which was kind of coming to you. Oh, well, for instance, a client coming that needed a name, a brand, a strategy, a direction, and um, we would usually hash it out on a whiteboard and explore different mm. ideas. And, and, you know, naming and branding is like, can be a long drawn out process. Whereas if the package is delivered and it's like, this is what it looks like and this is what it is and mm -hmm. this is how it works and boom, done. Like it wasn't every day, but over six months or a year, I was having them like every other month and they'll complete package delivery. Right? Because wow. I was, it's like, it's divine inspiration, not in the, um, mm. uh, like in the sense that I was looking for and what I was open for at the time was solutions there. Yeah, so it was quite fascinating. So I was feeling quite free, <clears and myself throat> lighter, mm. and I was getting all these divine inspirations. So my life was good. So That's super cool. Kind of like, yeah, simple. Four words. Yeah, it is. It is so. That's I guess the thing for me, you know, because in the purpose coaching that I offer, um, you know, forgiveness and releasing 
the past version or versions of you, um, releasing and forgiving people who maybe have set you on a path. Um, the people uh, you, you alluded to, you know, you, the, the sort of the start off or the background you came from, you know, it's like, well, it's not their fault that they've maybe treated you in that way necessarily because they did, you know, it was, it's kind of like God forgive them for they knew not what they did. It's like, well, you know, anyone's parents were kind of doing the best that they had with the information that they were given with a level of consciousness they had with the skills that they were equipped with or born with at that time. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that releases is a really big thing. Whereas, the, you know, the, the opposite, mm -hmm. I guess, is resentment, anger, hate, um, stuff you all, um, which perfectly leads to narcissistic wankers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look at that. We've gone full circle. <laughs> yeah, you said a few things there. Like forgiveness is not for the other person. No. Like it's, forgiveness is for you. Like you, you can yeah. let it go. Like this, this anger, it's the poison you swallow in the hope that you're going to let the other yeah, person kill the other person. Right, yeah, yeah, right? totally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like they don't know that you're angry with them. It's only in your head. It's like it's such a it's such a useless. They really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they like totally moved on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like yeah. this, this is like the the deepest self work, right? So you know that. um Forgiveness is such a big thing. And I did do a lot of work on that on, on my parents. You know, we've all got mother and father issues, like from, mm -hmm. you know, even if they were the best, there's always that. Yeah. So that work, that work is just so, so powerful. You got to work on yourself. Um, the, other, the other part of that, which is so powerful, is gratitude. Right? So, mm -hmm. like, skimmed over those words quite lightly, but quite lightly, right? I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Like that forgiveness, that let it go, you know, frozen. Let it go. You got kids. Like it's uh, yeah, yeah. very wise, right? <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Lighten yourself, right? Um, yeah. And and gratitude, like gratitude for. And I wear these beads as a reminder. Um, it's not even like I did a gratitude challenge last year, which yes. was like to do ninety days of public gratitude, and it was that was pretty world changing for me. In that, even days that were quite meh. Um, yep. The act of spending half an hour to contemplate what was it? There had to be. There's always something. What was it today that worked in my favor? Mm. And just that process is a state changer. You can have a grind of a day, but just be reflecting, and you'll find something. But you also find that the process of looking for the good helps you feel better. Oh, so it's just, it's totally. a massive state changer. Totally. It's I mean because of the whole I talked about this with Carl last time. It's that you know the, the proclivity to seek negativity in our minds it's so pervasive and then on top of that you have you know pretty much a constant stream from the media of doom gloom um mm. and all the rest of it it's easy to forget that you know if you're if you're watching this as a live stream or a recording you are more than likely living in a country where you should be pretty happy to be living in right now you know it's like you have internet you you have a device um which probably means your house is relatively warm and dry you know the list can just go on like you can go somewhere and buy food right now um with some form of credit facility it's like yeah, yeah. when you really break it down to how insanely good we have it um, but it's, I think it links back to the purpose of like we uh, a phrase I like to use is we've never had it so good yet collectively felt so bad. Like we we are living in a world of utter abundance and in many cases too much abundance. Um, mm. We just need to switch our, our our kind of focus or our efforts into more meaningful pursuits. Um, maybe you could yeah. even you know go which way is it go in pursuit of purpose. There we go. What a crazy yeah. idea. Um, 
Yeah. But the, the, the other one I remember you talking about with the gratitude one was in, instead of just being grateful for what you've got in terms of um, like intention setting and goal setting, imagine yourself feeling gratitude for the thing that you want. And I'm like, okay, Luke's done it again. <laughs> Blew my mind. And I was, uh, such a cool concept. Like if there's something yeah, that you want that is meaningful those, to you. That's what those are for is that like is to like whenever I bump from brush and feel them is to like pick something on my vision board mm. and big and thank you for that like thank you for my you know pick something because it happened after i changed that like i've got this like amazing motorbike i put on my dream board and for me it's important play is important that is my creative outlet mm. i wrote it on the weekend multiple times because like for me that's freedom and I, and we all need to play right so like i was like thank you for my beautiful motorbikes in my garage right now Right. And a week later, it was in my garage, and it's better than the one that was on my board. Right? Nice. And, and like it's been sitting. I'm saying the difference there is that it's been sitting on my wall in the same spot for six months. Yep. A week after that, it's in my garage right? because it's mm. like there, there's no there's no time. Like there's only now, and you can feel mm. like you, like what Joe Dispenza says: the universe doesn't give you what you want; it gives you what you are. Mm. Right. So if you're yep grateful for this thing that you're feeling that doesn't exist yet but you're feeling it as though it is and you're you're expressing gratitude for it it's going to come to you quicker than if you just it's out there at a distance like that'll mm. be cool when that happens super cool so, yeah gratitude mm. But that whole, yeah, that's, there's so much, like, you know, we still don't really know how consciousness works. We, we we are, you know, sort of smart chimpanzees that are trying to work our way around this sort of disc that's floating in the universe and doing crazy stuff. And it's really interesting with yeah, the whole, like, I... I I, I used to go to church at school. Um, I sang in the choir, so I'd go to the you know even song on a Sunday evening and sing in the choir. And we'd have chapel at least once or twice a week. Uh, you know, we'd sit there and 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 I think a big part of my purpose process, uh, well, part part of my kind of initial life journey was to sort of go, well, that's just all hocus pocus. And you know, I was kind of made to go to church at school. So I'm and I, I kind of when I had my I guess I kind of rallied a lot against discipline and and um, structure a little bit um, as a bit of a sort of counter culture move to all that kind of stuff. But what I find really interesting is the more I connect to this idea of purpose and you start looking into consciousness and you, you know, you get into sort of Jungian psychology and all this kind of stuff. And even, you know, where, where do ideas come from? Like we, we don't, we don't really know where an idea comes from. So for some of the greatest artists of all time um, or even contemporary artists who, you know, you'll hear, you know, particularly musicians just saying the song just came to me or the lyrics just came to me. It's like, I don't know. There's, there's some stuff there, man, that um, mm. there's a really cool thing I've, I've discovered in this last couple of weeks called myster mysterianism. So that the concept being that there's a, there's a group of philosophers who believe that we will never be able to understand the true depth of some things in the world it'll things will just remain a mystery and i kind of feel we need a level of mystery in our in this rational physical kind of <laughs> empirical world that we live in where it's it's all like we want to get the answers to everything i just think it's quite cool to leave a little bit of room for mystery and, and not know how this stuff works but yeah big questions big answers maybe no answers I think that's cool. Yeah, like I, 
I agree with the whole ideas just dropping. So from the uh, super conscious or divine inspiration, because that's how I felt about some of those solutions. Um, some of the bigger uh, instructions for me have been like a package delivered, not like here's a part of it, but complete. So I get it. If like a symphony <clears throat> has dropped for a, con a conductor or, you know, that makes sense to me. If the, the mm -hmm. lyrics just dropped complete, yeah. And, and also okay. have a bit of a belief that if an idea is meant to happen, it's going to drop for multiple people around the planet and it's the whoever takes the action on it gets nice. the reward. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, imagine, I don't know, what's the, what's the song of the moment or what's one of the, yeah, like what's one of the biggest pieces? Like what, I mean, Leonardo da Vinci, what if 30 other people had the Mona Lisa concept come to mind or... You know, was it the Vitruvian symbol, the, the the man? Like, what if, what if thirty other people had come up with that drawing within the same month? But he was the first guy to write it down, and that's I've never thought of that. Man, you just you blow my mind every time. I love it. That's freaky. Yeah, like what if, like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony had been written a hundred times by different people, but he was the one who's like, no, I'm going to actually be first. Because back then, you think, like right now, if if ten people wrote the same tune at the same time. We'd pretty know, we'd know pretty quickly on YouTube, um, and nine of them would be sued very quickly, probably by one of them. <laughs> but three hundred years ago, four hundred years ago, you paint a picture. No, no one else outside of your city knows that you've painted that picture. Yeah. Okay, that's correct. And we haven't even put in quantum or parallel universes on top of that one. That's like <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for the next session. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it's, I don't know, it's, it's, um, there's, there's certainly a lot of room for woo woo in the purpose world. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, maybe the world needs a bit more woo woo and a little mm. less, well, you know, performance for the third quarter's down this, this month. So, you know, go sell some more widgets, team, because the world needs some more goddamn widgets right now. <laughs> yes, wrapped in uh, single use plastic. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a free pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> but only to the under 16s. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yeah. I like that idea. We need we need some more magic. Mm. So if you talk about magic then, if you if you had a magic wand, the magic wand of sort of consciousness that you could sprinkle some magic into like what 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 do you think would be the one thing that that could happen to rapidly accelerate betterment? on this planet? Mm. <laughs> Bring on the woo. Yeah. Um, uh, accelerate. Uh, <laughs> the old guard retiring now. Interesting. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of uh, limitation by governance in some of the big organisations. So... Yeah, that, uh, I don't. I, I think there's there's a lot of people feeling it, but they haven't got permission or they haven't got uh, mm. not permission, but authority. Mm. So it gives those people authority, and we'll see the we'll see the change happen way quicker. Nice, yeah. Because I kind of reflect on the the governance topic. And in fact, I'm doing a presentation or a talk uh, on Thursday night in New Plymouth to the Institute of Directors on 
purpose-driven business and what that looks like. Um, it's interesting, yeah, because if if governance in the in the current form was really working, would we have as many of the challenges globally that we seem to be sitting on? Um, it's so yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Mm. But who has the authority to um, to change them? I guess we all have to some level personal authority to go and do some stuff. Mm. That is that is a, a big big um, question there. <laughs> that, that's a yeah. That's a that's something that you need the whole um, beard strokers to get in, get on on board because mm. yeah. It, there's a there was a I remember seeing. Um, in the, in the movie Ants, I'm getting a bit yes. old. You know, where the, he opens the chute <laughs> and all the all the little pellets fall down and it crushes all of the the crickets, right? So it's yeah. like we, if we think of us being those little pellets, can um, take out the the monsters just mm. by sheer number if we yep. coordinate. So yeah, we can definitely like we have the power if we can unify and act and i'm saying yes let's rebel and fight the power that mm. like together we can do way more than we can alone and whether that means it's a purpose movement or changing governance um transfer of power to the people yeah it's all <laughs> that would be cool but who's going to coordinate <laughs> well that's the thing isn't it it's like and then but who, who gets to decide who's in charge um you know, it's is it going to be just the narcissistic wankers of the purpose world, of which people might include us in that? Because it's like, oh, look at you two on your LinkedIn live stream with your microphones and your videos, and you know, who, who you know, it's like, <laughs> are we them, but in a slightly different guise? Um, this is yeah. like, kind of what? How many billion people are we sitting at in the world? It's like a lot, six, seven billion. Um, how do you? Or more than that? Is it eight billion? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's closer to eight. It's like. How, how how would we all agree on the same color? Mm. You know, and and in most countries, most populations are literally divided by red or blue, um, in terms of the democratic operating system. Uh, so, mm. I don't know. It's this is the, <clears throat> I guess this is the this is one of the really big questions, isn't it? Like, how do you? Sometimes you kind of think, do we just need a, a truly benevolent dictator, which maybe that's going to be AI, and it just goes, yeah, look, actually, you lot have totally stuffed this up. Um, was it? I, can't remember, I think it was one of the – I've listened to quite a few podcasts over the weekend, so they're kind of all blurring into one big thing. But one concept was that perhaps a we, we've been put on this earth by a higher being so that we ultimately create AI, and AI, AI is actually – what the world has been created for and we, we are just like a tiny <laughs> cog that was developed to create the ai <laughs> that's, that's a bit scary it is, isn't it <laughs> then then we get plugged in to fuel the matrix and uh, yeah yeah and then elon gets to fly to mars and it's all done <laughs> i mean who knows man who knows like this is the thing you, you know you Nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. yeah. I guess there are there are no answers. There are just better questions. That's mm. I kind of feel that's where we're at right now. 
Um, and for me, it just it come it comes it kind of comes down to the individual level. Like if we can each go on our own purpose journey, go on our own journey of awareness and consciousness, and become a better human, mm. we will demand and therefore create better organizations and systems that work for more people in a more benevolent or beneficial haha manner. That's that's kind of my take. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I also agree with that. And um, want to add that I think that anyone that actively seeks leadership, like, and that's their drive, shouldn't be a leader. <laughs> yeah. like, Was well, that's Billy Connolly's quote, isn't it? Anyone who puts themselves forward for election should automatically be discounted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you want the you want to vote in the reluctant leader because yes. they're the one that are going to act for the community. And yeah, yeah, maybe it is like we've got to get back to communities local communities local business sporting and i don't know how how you define local these days but mm. um that would solve a lot if we were just yep. these sort of micro communities supporting each other yeah that's another big conversation it's, too it's not i think because the word community i think for me anyway historically it had a kind of it's it's a very left-leaning word uh, mm. obviously derivative of communism um but com you know community focused grassroots it it's kind of like the old crazy lady on your street who wants to organize a neighborhood watch because actually they're just really nosy and they want to come and look around you you know what i mean there's like in, in my head i think of community i don't think kind of sexy exciting groundbreaking you know change the world but i think you're right the more the more we act and think and buy local and operating communities and um it's like it's interesting you know my daughter's school she goes to just up the road there's there's a after school care program that people can pay for and i was talking to one of the mums from school the other day she was around here uh talking to my wife and i said oh it's but isn't it crazy like what if, what if just a group of parents got together and said we'll just look after the kids for free because 20 years ago 30 years ago that's just what would have happened yeah. it's like <laughs> so I, I, I do think there are community things that we could do, which would help, you know, redress, you know, that, that's a great way to kind of go, well, if you're, if you're a parent who's really struggling, maybe a solo parent or both parents are working, you're kind of struggling, the kid, your kid kind of has to stay after school so that you can finish your work, but then you're being economically penalized because you've got to pay for your kid to be cared. It's like, okay, well, yeah. it's kind of like a, a, almost like a degrowth, isn't it? It's like, well, hang on. What if, what if one, what if three of us as parents just said, look, we're going to be on the sports field opposite the school with some rugby balls, a couple of soccer balls, uh, some Frisbees um, and some stuff. Um, kids just come and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's community, right? Raised by the community, not. Uh... Yeah. By the Not individual, by yeah, mm. yes, to save a lot of the environmental issues too. If everyone shopped at farmers markets and stopped putting fuel miles on what they're consuming, ate seasonal and local, not yep. in plastic. I was talking to um, so part of the work I do at University of Canterbury, I'm part of co teach the uh, creating impact, impact led organizations, um. MBA class and we had this guy Bubba Cook um, who if you're watching this at any point hey Bubba um, and he works for WWF uh, but he's also a specialist in um, sustainable fisheries and sort of the, um, the MFC marine uh, mm. MSC marine sustainable I can't remember what it's called MSC anyway I'll put a link um, and I watched Seaspiracy the other week and I, and I sort of emailed him I was like oh dude like 
Please, please tell me it's not true. Because I, I watched Cowspiracy the week before, um, and there's another one called The Milk System, which actually The Milk System is by an Austrian or German guy. I think his was actually the, the best and probably the most accurate. Because um, I know a lot of people still go, oh, Cowspiracy, Seaspiracy, oh, there's so many, they're just making up facts and da 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 da. But Bubba was kind of like, yeah, no, yeah, look, there's some stuff that, you know, you know, could be fact checked, but the essence of the story is kind of true. And I was like, well, so what do we do? Do we just stop eating fish? And he's like, well, that's not really a solution because there is advantages to some communities in terms of, you know, the benefit that they get from fish. But we sort of both agreed that, you know, is, is it, do I have the right to demand fresh avocados, bananas, and kind of tuna sushi in the middle of a New Zealand winter when actually kind of all I should be eating is not that? It's probably some kumara, which is, I guess, the most one of the more indigenous, you know, plants that you could get here and grow easily. Mm. It's, mm. yeah, crazy times. Yeah, it is, and those those documentaries can really mess with you. So, <laughs> yeah, go I, easy I, on I, them. Yeah. I stopped eating fish again after watching that. It's like until I can until I go fishing or. Yeah, um, have, have a friend that, can, that is actually fishing that I can. I know that what he's pulling out or what I'm pulling out of the water yep. is for me and my family. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like I was, I was kind of the same, but it's like you're down to chickpeas. <laughs> and where, where have they come from? What are the carbon miles of my chickpeas? But I think that's that's a big part of this this broader kind of purpose journey. It's like you, you can you sit there where you get to a point where. I don't know where to start. It's all overwhelming. Yeah. Whatever I do, I'm just destroying the planet. So stuff it. I'm going to stay where I am. But I think what we're both saying is, no, don't do that. Just take some small step. Yeah. Be, do something. Do something. Do a little bit. Just think, like, yeah. pick one thing and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can. It can really mess with you. And yeah, we don't need to be angry vegans. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being an angry vegan, if that's what you are. Um, yeah. It's... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I'm very conscious to be mostly plant-based. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Hey, well, we're, we're at the hour 10 mark. Um, do you need to be anywhere? Um, we should probably, um, yeah, bring this to a conclusion. Yeah, I do need to do some things, but this has been a good chat. Thank you very much for your time. Hi, mate. Um, Thank you for room. indulging my crazy experiment. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that you want me to add in the um, in the comments, Please let me know. Um, yeah, I think if you put put a link to your the event coming up in Bris Vegas, and um, yeah, we'll make sure people can see what that's all about. If you're, it could be your great first step. You know, go to go to the event. It will be a really good event. Um, yeah, come purpose curious. Go and meet some yeah. purpose fueled people and see what's going on. Yeah, feel that vibe that we've been talking about. You will. Yeah. It is actually palpable. You'll you'll it's, you'll come yeah. away from it going, oh no, what have I started? Yes, <laughs> compared to most other boring networking events where it's like, why am I here? I don't even like the beer. <laughs> we have Vicol beer too. So uh, Excellent. Can, Who's uh, that? The um, Four Pines? Our appearance. Our appearance. It's um, Stone and Wood. So Very nice. Yeah. So yeah. We've also got non-alcoholic beverage as well, if you're uh, so inclined. Nice. And good nice. food as well. Nice. 
yeah. but yeah, go go and check out the networking event. Drink beer, save the world. I think that's the slogan for, for every B Corp certified <laughs> beer or, or wine or spirit producer. The more you drink, the better the world gets. Literally, uh, hashtag drink responsibly, etc. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's Luke's event, so it's all on him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome to come. Yes. We won't well, be streaming I mean, this one either, so it's like we'll work that out technology-wise yeah. for the for the next ones. But this one is in-person exclusive. Nice. You do forget there's a large uh, proportion of the world that cannot go to a live event, and getting to watch people have a live event might be quite exciting for a lot of people around the world right now. So maybe not this one, but yeah, don't discount the the energy that you could transmit across the planet. Yeah, we will schedule another Speed Networking for Good event in the very near future for those of you that are tuning in from elsewhere and will want Excellent. to play and meet some purposeful people. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Cool. I really appreciate the time. And No worries, um, mate. Yeah, we'll um, maybe do it again at some point. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. All right, buddy. Catch you soon. Au <laughs> Cool. Oh, well, thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully there was some uh, nuggets of gold in that one for you. Um, just experimenting with days and times of the week. I think lunchtime, New Zealand time probably is as good as any um, for a live stream, but let me know if you've got any feedback on the times. Um, days of the week, it's all been a bit up and down. We've had short weeks here in New Zealand, uh, Easter and long weeks, short weeks, who knows. Um, next week, I believe it should be Brandon Peel, um, who is one of my colleagues in the metaphorical, strokey, beardy, smoky, pipey, wizardy gown uh, group of the GPL, the Global Purpose Leaders. So, We'll be talking all things purpose. That will probably go quite deep, I'm hoping. Um, Brandon is a smart cookie with some super, super cool ideas. Uh, beyond that, I've got a few other really cool people lined up for PFP TV. But yeah, if there's anyone that you specifically would like me to have a chat to uh, who's doing some really cool purpose stuff or is involved in the B Corp uh, movement, let me know. Um, that's about it. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. See you next time. And that's a wrap. Hey, thank you so much for listening into my podcast. I hope you found it informative and inspirational. I'd love to know where you are on your purpose journey. And if you have any specific questions or people you'd like me to interview to help you on that journey, please do let me know. Also, feel free to connect with me on other social media platforms. You can check out all those links in the show notes below. And if you want to see how I might be able to help you specifically on your purpose journey, you can go and check out my website, www.growgood.co, or drop me a line by email, tim at growgood.co. All those links will also be in the show notes. I would genuinely love to hear from you. But anyway, until next time, go well and keep seeking that purpose-filled performance in your life. <laughs>